Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. Hello, my love bugs. I'm so excited you're here and so excited to be sharing this message with each of you. I have two big announcements before we dive into this episode with Kiki, who is absolutely incredible and I had so much fun recording this with her. Um, but what I want to share is that I have some free offerings and I have some fun announcements and that's, that's where we're going to go. So the free training I'm doing. If you have not been following my journey on Instagram, you guys, first of all, why are we not friends? Come say hi at xo.shelbyrose. I hang out there. I provide a ton of free content on the gram, um, but I would love to just connect and say, hey, what's up? But if you have not been following me over there, I have been really, I'm really truly grateful, but have been granted some really incredible spiritual gifts and they are becoming more and more powerful. And it's very clear to me that I need to share them with the masses. I have been doing energetic recoding and clearings for my clients and some of my friends and even practicing with a few of you in the Instagram community on channeling your higher selves. And what I'm realizing I'm capable of doing is clearing out the recoding without going into the wounding, right? We So often as coaches and mentors, we like replay the wounding, we replay the wounding and we're like clear about where the, the wounding is coming from, but we're not actually like clearing the energy out of the bodies to make room for higher frequencies and higher vibrations. And so what I'm going to help you do in this confidence training that I'm hosting in March, March 11th and 12th, I believe it are the dates. All the information is in the link in the um, show notes. You can get all the details there. You can enroll for the free training there. Um, I'll be sending out an email the week of to give you all the details where you can find it. But what I'm going to be doing is two things that are really really fucking impactful and massive for you guys is one, I'm going to be clearing out any coding of unworthiness and any coding that has made you not feel confident. And what I mean by this is that we pick up subliminal messaging, subconscious programs from our parents, from our ancestors, from past lives, and the energy transmissions and activations I've been able to do are clearing people of these quickly. And I, you know, I was practicing with one of my clients and I just like felt guided and called to do this. And she's like, I had all of these images flash before my eyes. And I was, she was crying during the activation. 
And all these images were showing up for her. And it was like, poof, gone, poof, gone, poof, gone. Like we were literally clearing out these programs she didn't even know she had and memories that she didn't, she hadn't remembered for years since they had occurred were flashing before her eyes so that she could clear out those programs. So part of this energetic transmission is actually just releasing those memories from the subconscious and creating confidence codings in you. And so what confidence codes are, are just these activations and these codes that we already have within our system, but we just need to flip the switch on. It's like turning DNA on in a human body. If you're a fucking science nerd like I am, you maybe know that reference, but if you don't, like we have these these switches that get turned on and off in our spiritual body and our energetic body as well. And so what I'm going to do is turn on those confidence codes for you. And then on top of that, I'm going to help you reconnect to your higher self and your and strengthen your connection with the divine so that when you're making decisions, when you're showing up in the world, there is this calmness and this confidence about those decisions. There's less fear, less franticness, less anxiety. You will feel more connected to yourself and your mission and your purpose by the end of this two-day free training. And if you feel called to work with me more, there will be some offerings that you'll have first access to by being a part of this training. The second thing I wanted to announce to you guys, so again, all the confidence training is in the show notes. You can grab the details there. The link is down there. Um, I think it's labeled like confidence code. You can get all the information there and enroll there. But the second thing I wanted to remind you of is that a lot of the work we do on this podcast is really fucking powerful. And there are energetic transmissions in each of these episodes. But if you are struggling to maintain that higher frequency, that frequency of like you're fully in your body, your energy is high, your frequency is high, you're fucking confident going out into the world. If you're struggling to maintain that for a long period of time, I really want to invite you to join us in Encinitas, California in May. And there are, I can feel the women who are meant to be there. And I know there are a handful of women who are meant to be there. And I feel you and I feel that this is your call. If you're afraid, if you are, you know, whatever is coming up for you, I really want you to tune in and ask your soul, like, am I supposed to be here? Because this is what I can say. And what I always do is like, before I make an investment, before I say yes to going somewhere, you know, I know it's terrifying sometimes to make these leaps of faith, but what I want to remind you is that if you feel called to be there, ask your soul, what's on the other side of this for me, right? There may be more money waiting for you. There may be more like that higher frequency, maybe attract more clients and maybe there is instant manifestations possible for you on taking this leap of faith, but ask your soul, am I meant to be there? What's on the other side of this for me? Because what we're going to be doing at this retreat is <laughs> basically part of the confidence training on steroids because what you're going to do is actually be holding that frequency for an extended period of time and we're going to get you so in your body that you're able to embody your higher self and what I mean by that is actually bringing that frequency of your higher self into the physical so that when you're going out and you're sharing the message that's on your heart, you're attracting that divine counterpart, you're at your nine to five job, you're actually calling in 
the opportunities, the clients, the partnership that your higher self intended for you. And what I can say is that most of us are not actually shooting for what our higher selves intend. We're actually shooting for something much less. It's like when I was, you know, I was actually tuned in finally for this first time. I was like, I keep trying to go for 10K, 20K months. And I just feel like something's off about that. And I tuned in and soul was like, no, fuck that. You're supposed to be doing 90K months. And I was like, oh, I don't even know how, right? I don't know what that looks like. I didn't even think about it could be more than that. Most of us are undershooting what we're actually meant for in this lifetime. And so what I'm going to do for you, if you feel called to be there and you decide to join us in Encinitas, I'm going to actually help you recode any distortions that are occurring in your energetic being, anything that's not in alignment with your soul, we're going to give you a reset at this retreat. It's going to be three to four days of just powerful recoding and activations so that when you leave this retreat, you're going to better maintain your frequency and you're going to be able to better manifest the things you're calling in from that place. We're going to clear out subconscious codings. And on top of that, you guys are going to leave with a really powerful sisterhood. I just had a call with some of the girls from my last retreat and it's incredible to see that they're supporting each other behind the scenes, right? They're having these conversations. They're leaning in when things get tough because I know on the spiritual journey, sometimes it can feel really alone when you're out in the general world and you're like, oh, not everyone thinks like me. I know when I was living in Minnesota, I didn't feel very I didn't feel like it had many people who are on, like truly on this journey with me. And that's, that is what I'm doing here at these retreats, you guys. I'm bringing sisters together and I'm helping you raise your vibration and your frequency so that you, when you go out into the world, it's like a whole new ball game. So if you feel called to be there, you guys reach out to me on Instagram, send me a message. All the details are also in the show notes, but I would love to just have a conversation with you about this so that we can really massively shift you into the place you're meant to be in. Um, yeah, that's going to be dope, but <laughs> I feel like I just was channeling all of that. That's cool. Um, I also wanted to share with you guys a little bit about Kiki before we dive in. Um, <laughs> I keep saying, um, I had to find my notes cause I had her little bio here that she wrote up for me. Um, you guys gonna hang out with the real Shelby, the singing Shelby. So Kiki Yura is a golden-haired globetrotter, radical self-love advocate, spiritual and personal growth junkie. She is a certified master life and success coach, master and NLP practitioner, and founder of the Namaste Babe brand. She is a ex nine to fiver turned full-time digital nomad who helps free spirited and soul entrepreneurs monetize their gifts so they can gallivant the globe. You can check her out at Namaste Babe on Instagram and the Namaste Babes Facebook community, which I've linked in the show notes for you guys. Um, she also has an incredible podcast. I would encourage you to check her out. And I just have to say, like, her and I connected on Instagram. And you guys, if you do not have some sisters on Instagram, get you some. But I've been following her for some time, and I just loved her energy and her frequency and her free-spiritedness. And I think each of you are really going to appreciate this woman's story. Um, she just takes this radical responsibility for her life and where she's at and her vulnerability on this episode just 
it was heart touching and really fucking beautiful. So I know y'all are going to enjoy this. I'm not going to say much more, but here is my interview with Kiki. Well, Kiki, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to share you with my audience. I know we were just chatting before the call and it felt like we have known each other for lifetimes just through the gram. So I'm excited to dive into a little bit more of your story, get to know you a little bit better and excited for you to share your story with the audience. So before we dive into all the good things I want to chat about, why don't you tell the people a little bit about who you are, what you do and how you got to where you are today? Absolutely. Well, hello to the people. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm so, so excited to be here. Um, so my name is Kiki Yura. I am the founder of the Namaste Babe uh, community as well as the podcast. I am a master NLP practitioner. I have been certified in that since 20... I, I, dove down the NLP rabbit hole um, around this time last year. So I've been really looking at the mentors that I have have been following a long time and they were all NLP certified and I wanted to have some certification to go with my life coaching business. And so I said, you know what, this is what they're all doing. This is what I'm going to do. And yeah, I got, I got started in entrepreneurship in 2016 in network marketing as I'm sure a lot of people people do. Um, and that it just, one thing led to another. I got into life and business, life and business coaching through the idea of like personal development. I am obsessed with self-improvement and continual self-improvement. And it just kind of naturally unfolded from the network marketing business. I, I stopped having a love for health and fitness and more so began to love personal development. And life coaching just kind of chose me as opposed to the other way around. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Okay. So for the listeners who have no freaking idea what NLP is, can you give like a quick little overview or like, what is it? What does it do? How does it yeah. work? All the things. <laughs> so NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. And what it is, is this ability to communicate with your subconscious mind. So what happens is if you take, for example, this is my favorite example. You take, for example, you know, we're starting a new year. It's a new decade, 2020. This is going to be my year. You can tell yourself this all you want, but when it comes down to the nitty gritty, it's, are you going to act? Are you willing? You can say to, that you want to change your mind and you know change new behaviors and think about these things, but it's the idea of actually acting upon them. And so NLP is a communication tool to be able to help you reprogram your subconscious mind in order to be able to take that action and move yourself forward. Mm. And is there like, what does that look like in the coaching space? Cause I'm now I'm just curious for myself and I don't know, like other people are probably having the same questions if they're coming through, but like, what does that look like in a coaching container? How do you apply this with your clients to really dig into that, those subconscious belief systems? Absolutely. And I think this is such a great question. Um, so NLP itself can be used for a variety of different things. When I did my 
uh, certification. I'd actually got a certification in NLP, but also in life and success coaching. So they teach you Mm -hmm. how to blend these two things together in order to really help people people. I, I talk about loosening your grip on your model of the world. So we are programmed from early, early on, from the age of zero to seven, we take on everything that we are told, uh, everything that we see, every behavior as truth. And what happens is this gets coded into our subconscious minds. And a lot of the time, if you don't take conscious effort to change these beliefs, they are what happen to come through for life right? So it's a matter of really working to change everything uh, that you've been taught to reprogram yourself to move forward and say, okay, well, is this actually truth? A lot of people have their stories and what they believe, what they believe, but what we know is that there's three sides to every story, right? You know, there's, there's your belief, what the other person's belief and the truth is like what is actually real. And so if someone else can have an experience that you deem not truth for you, but it's truth for someone else, it's not actually truth. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this happens all the time too, right? It's like people tell you yeah. they're like, I just think about like when you go back to like grade school and you had like drama And you'd be hearing the story from like one of your friends and then your other friend would tell you the same story and they both believe their story to be true in their own head and their own reality, but it's the perception. And I witnessed this for myself. It's like, even in my own, I think about like, let's say someone puts a comment on one of my posts, like two years ago when I was really insecure and I cared whatever, you know, it was like every person's word was like, I was clinging to everything they said. So if someone put a comment on and it was a neutral comment, it wasn't meant good or bad. I would always take it worst case scenario because I was so afraid that someone was going to judge me or think I was bad or reject me. And so like, it was my perception and my programming, right. That was coming through, but I would always take that. So I think it shows up for so many people and it makes so much sense. I'm just sharing some examples for myself so that the listeners too can understand like how our programming actually shows up in like everyday life. I love this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Perception is projection, right? So what you are perceiving is based on your own filters, your own model of the world. And that's what you project outwards. So when you really work to change the way you perceive things, you're going to project outwards in new reality. Oh, yes. Yes. I love this. I'm just thinking, I was I, I, like, I don't ever go to church. And on church Sunday, they were literally talking about this in like relationships. Literally this topic. I'm like, okay, maybe this is the topic we need to go down. Because she was like, yeah, I would come home. And every she, her and her husband, she shared this example. They were talking about relationships. But every time she would get to their house, she would start treating her husband like shit. She would be like anxious around him and angry. Mm. And like, she was like, and he brought it up to her in a very just like, neutral way of being like, Hey, do you notice when we get home? Like the energy is different. Like you're fine in the car, you're fine in public, but in the household, there's actually an energy shift. 
And she took some time to reflect and she's like, and, and, you know, this is from a Christian lens, but she's like praying and walking around her kitchen table being like, okay, like reveal to me, what is this program? What is like, what is going on? And she gets this flashback of her at like five years old, watching her mom run around the house frantically cleaning up after men, like after her dad, after the kids, like cleaning, cooking all day long. And her dad who worked 14 hour days and was a hard worker, but would come home and sit on the couch because he was exhausted after that day of work. And she remembered the thought that ran through her head in that moment, watching her mom running around the house and her dad sitting on the couch is that men are lazy. So even though her husband was helping and doing all this work around the house and like he was, he's a very like interactive dad. She had placed this program on him and was actually treating him through that lens of men are lazy. So we have these in all areas in our lives. It's just like the, the awareness, right? We don't have the tools. And this is, this sounds like an incredible tool to use to bring that awareness to what's actually going on in that subconscious. Oh, Absolutely. And there's different modalities. There's different tools within the realm of NLP. So we really work to remove limiting beliefs, remove um, negative emotions and things that are going to kind of attach and like permeate your subconscious mind. And we, through the power of language, release that. Mm -hmm. And then that's when the change work comes in to instill these new beliefs. Amazing. Okay. I want to know, because it sounds like we, when you sent me over a few things, something that popped out of me out to me about you is that you, you used the verbiage of how you manifested cancer. And so this is kind of switch, mm. switching gears, but I think this is a really powerful topic, especially, you know, we've talked a lot about health and wellness on the podcast. What, is, what, what do you mean by that? Can we talk about this? Like, what is the story? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, You know, a lot of people, when it comes to talking about spirituality, when it comes to going down the manifestation rabbit hole, what people don't realize is that we are constantly manifesting every freaking second of every day. And so it's based on our energetics and the emotions that we work with within our bodies. And so it's really becoming radically aware and taking radical responsibility for not only when the good things come into your life, but the bad things as well. Because it's not just oh, I'm a master manifester when everything is high vibe and I'm getting my way and all of the, the goodness is showing up in my life. It's when the shit shows up too. And for the longest time, one of like the main principles of manifestation is that what you focus on expands. And for the longest time uh, in my early 20s, I had a very large fear of getting cancer. I um, didn't have the greatest diet. I didn't really work out. I was a dancer for 16 years. And then as soon as I stopped dancing, I like didn't have a workout routine. Um, didn't really eat good food. Didn't, 
you know, take care of my mental health. And I partied all the time. I was drinking, I was doing drugs. I was, you know, go, go, go. I always wanted to be the life of the party, always wanted to be the last one standing. So I didn't have a good sleep schedule, just all of these things. And I was aware of that. I was aware that the way I was treating my body could lead to some unwanted uh, kind of outcome, but I didn't do anything about it. It was just like, oh, you know, I constantly keep thinking about how the way that I'm going, I could end up creating something in my life, not even creating because I, I wasn't aware at that time of what all of this was, but I just, all I knew was that if you don't eat well, if you don't exercise, you know, you could, something bad could happen to you, you know, you're not going to be healthy. So anyways, um, fast forward into my, it was just before my 28th birthday or just, sorry, just after my 28th birthday. Um, I had got a job working for Carnival Cruise Line and I had to go and get like a big medical done. They didn't catch a thing. They, the medical, I paid $700 for this like all-inclusive medical workup. They didn't catch anything. Turns out that I go to get prescriptions from my GP. I needed some uh, prescriptions refilled. And they, you know, when you go into your doctor for just a random checkup, they always like check your neck, like around your, your lymph nodes and all of that. And my doctor goes, huh, that's, that's kind of funny. And so she checks my neck and she goes, it's probably nothing, but I'm going to send you for an ultrasound. Walk into the ultrasound office. The woman literally gasps. It was the most unprofessional thing that I have ever come across. She gasped and I said to her, what's wrong? (laughs) And she goes, oh, that's something that you're going to have to speak about with your, your doctor. And I was like... Okay, great. So I knew it, I knew something was coming. I knew something was coming. So when I went to go get a biopsy, she called my my doctor called and she goes, "Yeah, so your results came back. There's some nodes we want to get them biopsied. Go for the biopsy and then of course a couple of weeks later, um they tell me that I have pre-stage cancer. And I was very lucky because all that I had to do was go and have a surgery, get it removed, Um, but what they didn't really tell you about is like all of the stuff that happens afterwards. And so there were a lot of balancing of medications. They completely removed my thyroid. Mm -hmm. So normally they can do like a partial one, but I had nodes on both sides and they completely removed my entire thyroid. And I was left now as quote unquote hypothyroid. So I have to take a medication every single day to improve my thyroid function. So if I miss the medication, I get tired, I get cranky, I get all of these things. But going back to the whole manifestation part, only two years after, maybe even, yeah, probably about two years after I started following Catherine Zenkina, Manifestation Babe. I got really into going down the rabbit hole of all of that. And when I did, I, I kind of got this realization of like, fuck, I, I attracted this into my life. You know, I started doing the reading. I started understanding the principles of the law of attraction and manifestation. And I had to get super honest with myself and say, yeah, I, 
I did this to myself. I 100% did this to myself. So that is talking about how I manifested cancer into my life. I also, if you really want to go on like a, an offshoot, I also say that it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Wow. I just want to honor you for taking, like you said, radical responsibility. It's like you, there is no victim story left in you. There is just this, like this happened. I created it. I'm going to take responsibility for it. And not only that, you've also like using the language that it's the best thing that ever happened to you. So I, I do want to go down that rabbit hole. What, like, what did a wake up call probably like that how did that serve you? I mean, honestly, like if you really kind of look at this whole thing, it, that was the brick wall that I needed to hit in order to be able to, uh, to be able to, um, just take responsibility for where I was at and realize that if I kept going down this path, that I was going to end up, because like I said before, the I wasn't taking care of myself in any regard, but then I was really starting to abuse um, alcohol and drugs because there was this emptiness inside of me. There was this mm -hmm. void I was trying to feel. There was this unworthiness piece that I had suffered with my whole life. And the manifestations just kept getting bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. So it was this wake up call that if I kept doing these things, like uh, you know, going out and drinking all night and then doing drugs and thinking that I'm sober enough to drive and driving home drunk, all of that, it was this realization of if I don't get my shit together, I am going to end up in jail. I am going to hurt someone. I'm going to hurt myself. And cancer was that brick wall that I needed to hit in order to be able to um, start making serious changes in my life. Wow. Wow. And I think it's like a beautiful reminder. And I've shared my story on here too, is I had some massive health stuff show up in my life where I was like, couldn't even think straight or walk through life. And it was the same thing. It was like, I needed to get to the point where like, I thought I was losing my mind at 25 in order to actually change anything. So the reminder, I think for all the listeners is that we don't have to wait until we hit that rock bottom. Like it's not necessary. I wish I could Please like, don't wait. <laughs> Please don't wait. Like listen to the nudges earlier. Don't stay in a job far longer than your soul is telling you quit the job, move across the country and the relationship do what your heart is telling you because spirit will come full force for your ass. And it's not always fun when you get your shit rocked. <laughs> uh, it's okay. so funny because I was just on a, oh, sorry. I was just on a podcast interview earlier today with a, um, a relationship expert. And we were talking about the same thing in terms of staying in a relationship too long or trying to force the things. And it's just, mm -hmm. when you get those nudges, honor them because they're there for a reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's, and it's interesting too, is like, you almost have to, it's just sharing with you before the episode of like how some things are really shifting in my life right now is like, you have to take action when you get the nudge because it's, it's prolonging your growth really. And sometimes what happens is that we get a nudge, we get that internal, like I need to move, I need to go, I need to end the relationship. I need to leave this job. We get that nudge and then we allow our fear story to like swoop back in and logicalize it I like to call it like we like let logic take over which is never like it doesn't ever work out but so many people have had these nudges and then they're sitting there being like I'm waiting for the clarity I'm waiting for like what you know what am I supposed to do next when the clarity's been there it's been like knocking at your door we're just not listening and I'm saying this from the most loving place because I did that I was like what you know I'm waiting for a sign of what I'm supposed to do when it's like sitting in front of me shaking um but yeah, it's, it's listening and it's paying attention. So let's say someone who is like, I looking at their life being like, well, I don't love what I'm seeing and I don't know how I manifest that mess manifested this in. How do they start to bring awareness to their situations to, to take responsibility or to just at least have the awareness to be like, what are the thoughts I'm thinking? What is, what is, what is occurring to allow this to show up in my life? How do we start to bring that awareness in? It's honestly a conscious choice. And so in, I was really lucky that this awareness just kind of came over me and I started paying attention when I started learning about manifestation and when I started really paying attention to the fact that our thoughts do create our reality. Like when I first heard that, it was like this light bulb just went off in my mind. And so this is what I ended up having to do was to consciously check in with myself on a daily basis and say, okay, how am I, not only what am I thinking or what are those stories that are on repeat or what are those um, thoughts that are creeping in when things start to get you know, I'm starting to move forward. Maybe I'm starting to make progress in my life. And then what are those thoughts that are coming in that are derailing you pretty much? And they're stunting your growth. It's bringing that awareness to them and getting really honest with yourself about, oh shit, this is probably something that I've been thinking for a really long time. And how do I go about healing that? Or even just asking yourself, why is that not true? Giving yourself a reason anytime it comes up to say, okay, well, this is just a limitation. This is like, I call her my inner Regina George, my inner mean girl. She's not actually real. <laughs> I'm like, that is good. She's, she's not real. Yeah. My, my whole community knows it as, as the inner Regina George. And she is there to keep you stunted, right? She is your either past self or current self. And you need to give her the reasons why. You're, she's like the gatekeeper of your growth. You need to give her the reasons why of like, okay, well, actually you're saying this, but here's this reason, this reason, this reason, why you're wrong and I'm right. And mm -hmm. you know, the gate will open for you. <laughs> I love that. So it's really just bringing that, that awareness um, and making that conscious choice. So if you have to, like I tell my clients this all the time, if you have to set an alarm every morning or like three times a day to check in with your thoughts until it becomes an instilled habit and program in you, do it. 
and literally just ask yourself, how am I thinking? How am I mm -hmm. feeling? Because it's not just the thoughts, it's the emotions that come along with it. I love that. Yeah, this is, I think that's where everyone really truly has to start. And if I'm noticing things that are showing up in my life after a period of time and I'm like not being as diligent about it, it's the first thing I go back to of like, well, what have I been thinking about the past three weeks, two weeks, month? Like what has been showing up? And I love doing this exercise too, where I'll literally take a piece of paper. It's like a two-sided notebook. If you guys have seen those, it's like a notepad with two sides. And on one side, I'll write down I, every thought that pops into my head. So on one side, I'll write down the thought that I don't actually want to be manifesting. On the other side, I'll write down the thoughts that are like pushing me towards the things I desire. And usually the thoughts that I'm like, I don't want to create that if I haven't been conscious and I haven't been paying attention is so much fucking longer. And I have to like go through that and I'll cut that side up and I'll burn it. And like, these are the ones I want, God, not the other side. Sorry. Yeah. Like realistically, yeah. this is what I want. And so it's so, it's, it's a, you know, there's many ways we can do this, but it's so fucking powerful because most people aren't even aware of what's running through their mind every single day. <sighs> And we have these thoughts that are programmed, right? So mm -hmm. if you look at the statistics, whatever, you, you know, you think anywhere upwards of like 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day, and the majority of them are on repeat from the day before, and 80% of those are negative. And I like to say that I am no longer part of that statistic because mm -hmm. of the inner work that I have done, right? Mm -hmm. But until you get there, you are definitely part of that statistic. If you're not bringing the uh, awareness and the consciousness to your thoughts, that's, that's going to be you. It's just going to be a broken record. So this is why it's really important to say, you know, even having like a morning journaling practice of how do I want to feel today? You know, what are, what are the goals that I'm moving myself towards and what are the thoughts that have to come along that. And so affirmations are really powerful, but they're only powerful when you put the feeling behind them. Because if you, you can say something all day long, but if you don't believe it, there's a disconnect. So you have to get that positive feeling emotion behind it as well. Like how is it going to feel when that actually happens, right? That is what you want to bring into the now. Yes. And I always think like when I'm reading an affirmation, if I don't feel like it's an energy healing in that moment, it's probably not the affirmation I need or I'm not believing it on some level. I literally will feel like heat moves through my body when it's an affirmation that's like, oh, I needed that. Like there's like the energetic transmission. So you should feel something in your being when you say an affirmation. And if you're just saying it and going through the motions, like what is that actually doing? It's like, it's just another, I almost feel like that's just another way to like say we're doing the work. I use this a lot. It's like sometimes we say we're doing the work. We're not actually doing anything. We're, it's like another like thing that we just put on repeat. It's like, yeah, I meditated this morning. Yeah, I journaled this morning. But like, are you doing anything in that? Is there actually some sort of energetic transmission occurring? Is there actually something moving through you? Are you actually connecting to that higher power? Are you, is there, what's actually happening? So affirmations are really powerful, but they can also just be another way for us to say we're doing the work and then be like, well, now I have a reason to be a victim because, you know, 
I've been journaling. I've been med- I've done this. So this is like me again. I'm always speaking to myself. Right, and I'm like, right. I've been journaling. I've been meditating. I'm not seeing the results. Not my fault. I'm doing the work. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, what are you actually doing when you're doing the work? And I have to get really honest with myself. I'm like, yeah, I'm saying the fucking affirmation, but I don't believe it for one second that this is going right. to happen. And so what, what, then it's like doing it to the next level of like, well, why don't I believe this is possible for me? what's the program there, which it sounds like NLP would be a beautiful tool to like implement when we're sitting there saying the affirmation, we're like, why why don't I believe this? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's so funny. I, um, I feel you on a soul level because that is exactly what I've been doing with my meditation recently. I Mm. have been totally there every morning morning meditating, but I'm meditating lying down first thing in the morning when I've woken up and falling a half back asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Been there. (laughs) Not very. We do it though, right? It's like, and, and I think that's that right there, honesty with yourself. And it's like, just because you've been doing this work for a couple years doesn't mean we're like, doesn't mean that ego game doesn't come in strong or our humanness doesn't come in strong. It's like, I think that's something to remember for anyone who's beginning this journey of doing the self-work and really reflecting on like, what are my thoughts and like going deep. You have to remember that someone who is, you know, living this life like Kiki is, who's in Colombia right now, traveling all over the world, running her business, has this beautiful online business and and has been doing this work for a few years. She still has the same fucking thoughts as someone who just started. It just got easier for her, but she still has to do the work. So it doesn't matter. Same thing here is like, I'm not, I'm not a magical unicorn who doesn't have crazy ass thoughts. I have crazy ass thoughts and a big ass ego at times. Like there are just days where I'm like, well, she's crazy today. And you know, put her in the backseat of the car, but it doesn't mean we don't, there, there isn't a point in time where the work stops is what I'm saying, or the, the awareness stops. And there isn't a point in time where we don't have our human moments. There isn't a point in time where this like, magically all disappears and we become enlightened, at least from what I understand, most humans are going to live their entire lives with this experience, but it gets so much easier. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. Absolutely. And it's, you, because then you grow and you get these tools. And so you're, because you're aware of it, because you're aware of your thoughts, because you're aware of, of your thoughts and your feelings and all of this stuff, you are able to catch it. Mm-hmm. a more consistent basis. Whereas in the beginning, it runs the show, it rules the game. And so when you have been doing the work, it's so much easier to call yourself out. And this is the whole radical responsibility thing. And it, it applies to so many different areas of life. Yes. And it's very, very important to realize, and I love that you said this, is that the work never stops. And I will give you the best example because I, you know, I've only been in business for myself for about one year and, or just over a year. And last year I was growing and scaling my business and I got myself to, you know, five, five and a half K months, which was super, super exciting. And then I took the gas, my foot off the gas pedal. And as soon as I did that, you know, my, my income took a huge hit. It took a huge dip. And then I had a very personal, um, thing happen like, a 
bit of, uh, I don't even know how to explain it because it wasn't to do anything with me, but it involved people that I loved and cared about. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunately not my, not my story to share, but uh, something happened and I took it very personally because Mm -hmm. this person that I loved and this other person who I thought was a friend, that something happened and moving forward, I just, I took it as a very personal hit because I wasn't doing the work. And had Mm -hmm. I been doing the work at the time, it would have made the whole instance way less messed up. And then because of that, this, this, how I took it as a personal attack, it affected my business. And then that month I only had, I made like $800 that, that month in my business. And it was just like, Oh, like mind fuck pretty much. Oh my God. Thank you for sharing that too. Cause Hi, just the beautiful example of like how your inner world really does reflect that outer world. But I think as entrepreneurs, we've all been there like the ups and downs. We've all had those months where it's like, fuck yes. And then what the fuck happened? Like that's part of the journey, but it's, it's, and again, it's like, not that I want to correlate not that $800 in cancer are related but it all we we get the those lessons to serve us right because now you can be like oh well I wasn't doing the work and this is what happened and so here I can go and I can move forward but this is like this is the beauty of this growth and this transformation the inner work and the inner healing that we all get to do is that when we're really truly doing it the, the results cannot be like anything other than miraculous. Like that's what I call it sometimes when I'm like, how the fuck did this work out? My business, it's always a reflection of what's going on in the inside. It's like, I don't know, just, yes. So thank you for sharing and being so vulnerable. I totally agree. Uh, Last thing I want to ask you is let's say we are stuck in a victim story. Let's say there's like that, Mm. you know, you know, sometimes I think when we're so in the story, it's hard to pull ourselves up and be like, oh my God, I'm, I'm playing victim right now. How, how, do we, how do we just be like, oh my God, I'm playing fucking victim. How do, how do we like shift? And I know that's like the conscious and the thinking about the thoughts, but how do we identify if there is a victim story that's maybe playing out that's not allowing us to take responsibility? I love that. Um, and this is exactly what I was doing back in September. I was making something that was not mine, totally about me. And mm-hmm. it took me, to be quite honest, because I wasn't doing the work, it took me a couple months to mm-hmm. really move past it. Even though I was conscious, I was like, okay. And I was done. It's, it's a matter of the emotional intelligence, right? So I was really sitting and just sick and tired of being sick and tired about the story, about what was going on. And I had to take a look and say to myself, okay, is this how I want to continue to feel? Or is, is this something that's going to be a lesson looking back and saying, okay, how did I shift myself out of this? Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest things, and I think sometimes when we are really in a rut, when we really get up against a wall, it's being able to find playfulness again, being able to take this gross, stuck, negative energy and in a way of shifting it is to bring fun and, and lightness back to your life. And I know that can be really hard, especially when things are dark, especially 
you know, maybe you've been in grief or in a state of depression. Um, so take a look at the emotional guidance scale. This will this will be like my my hot tip for you guys. So I am a huge fan of Abraham Hicks, mm-hmm. and in manifestation. A lot of time, people think that in order to go from bad, they have to go to great. And that's actually not the case. When you are stuck in this negative emotion, when you are stuck, you can, you can apply NLP. But if you are someone who's just wanting to like DIY, the best thing to do is to take a look at the emotional guidance scale and you can just Google this. And what it is, is this list of 22 emotions. Okay. And so it goes from one, which is like, um, knowledge, freedom, enlightenment, all the way down to the very bottom, which I believe is fear, resentment, grief. I can't remember them all off by heart, but they're, they're yeah. Anger, sadness, they are all ranked, um, in a certain level. So when you are able to shift from a 22 to a 21, that's actually shifting your energetic vibration and your energetic calibration so you can then become a better manifester for the things that you are wanting to call into your life. So it's that one little shift. And then if you do that, let's say you've been stuck in a rut for a very long time. Don't put so much pressure on yourself to try to shift you know, from 22 to 21 to 20 to 19 as, as you know, in a day. Um, but if you can get yourself, you know, let's say you're at a 22 and then you go to a 21 and you stay the 21 for like a week. And then the next week you're going to go to a 20. And then the week after that, you're going to go to a 19. And it doesn't have to be this massive quantum leap. I mean, it can be, which is always very exciting. But if you're, you're consciously just trying to move yourself forward, move the needle forward a little bit every day, you go, you identify what the emotion is you're feeling and you say, okay, what is the next best feeling thought that I can have? And when you are able to become a master of that and have that emotional intelligence, you're going to be able to identify it sooner. You're going to be able to shift yourself out of it sooner and really start manifesting the, the, the things that you're desiring to call in. Mm. I love that, that it doesn't have to happen overnight and it won't probably unless there's like, no. you know, we all have those moments where things just quantum shift and everything is like, holy fuck, I don't know how that happened, but everything's like better all of a sudden. <laughs> Sometimes that happens, but the most part, like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Love it. Yeah. Uh, well, Kiki, it has been such a pleasure pleasure chatting with you. Oh, I wanted to say I'm going to link the emotional guidance scale in the show notes. So for anyone who doesn't want to like go through the process, I just pop it there. Um, but where can people, and I'll also link everything for Kiki that she's about to talk about in the show notes as well. But where can people find you? Where can they hang out with you? Um, yeah, anything you want to share? Um. I am right now hanging out a lot on Instagram. I am posting as much as possible in my stories and um, sharing my journey, my digital nomad journey, which only just started like a week and a half ago. So I've been super, super mm-hmm. excited about that. And so I am at Babe over on Instagram. You can find me Babe on all of the things. So Facebook, I also have a Facebook community called the Namaste Babes. Um, there is the Namaste Babe podcast, and I'm also over on Pinterest. So come hang out with me wherever. 
Amazing. Well, thanks again for sharing your story, being so vulnerable and all the good nuggets that the listeners are going to take away. I so appreciate your time and your energy. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I am so, so excited for this episode to come out and I am so excited to have you on my podcast as well. Yes, yes, yes. Definitely go, go um, pop over to Kiki's podcast and check it out soon.